you know, it's great that you're here. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to have some fun today. And I'm, oh, it, is, it is a great time of year. Like next week, Christmas services are here. Now that video, I put that on my family one. Oh, what a crack up. It just went viral with my family. And I was just getting all this TFI, TFI, you know, thanks for the invite. Like they were, they were like, thanks for the invite. Like, where was that? Was it at some birthday or was it at something? I think, no, no, it was at church. They're like, but what it does, if you've never been to a church before, it makes you realize, I don't know. I, I used to have thoughts about church that were, oh, it's just so boring. What would you do in church? You know, oh, you know, really, it's so boring. But it just takes away that thing. We have fun in church. We've got the joy of God on the inside of us. Yes, we do. So that's what, the name of my message, the title, is Thanks for the Invite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my cousins, they were on to me. All my cousins were on, like, oh, you know, yeah, wow, man, if your church was there, I would come too. I said, well, you've got one just down the road. How about you go to that? That's awesome. <laughs> but I started following God uh, around about 20 years ago now. But five years before I started following him, at least one of my neighbors, and I moved four times uh, in these five years, at least one of them was a Christian. Now, I don't know, but I think God was like hinting. He was, he was like... Not that smart, but really he was. Like every one neighbor. So one Christmas time, around this time of year, one of those neighbors invited me along to a Christmas service. And, you know, was I offended with them? Like, no, I wasn't. In fact, I'm like, thanks. Like, thanks for that. That will be amazing. I'll take me and my kids along to this Christmas show. And it was great. I loved it. I liked it so much that next year when she invited me, I went along as well. <laughs> but that, that's what I mean. But I, I didn't, I, when she invited me, I thought, wow, that's so amazing. You know, you might be here today and you don't have a relationship with God. You know, it's okay. It's cool. You can relax. <laughs> it's all good. But I will give you an opportunity towards the end to invite Jesus into your heart. He's a God who loves you, who is after you, just like he was after me. I mean, you might have a neighbor who's a Christian or you are the neighbor that is the Christian. Yeah, 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 yeah. one or the other, one or the other. So an invitation, it can be informal. It can be like, hey, let's go to dinner. Let's see a movie. Or it could be formal. It could be like to a wedding. Yeah, that's right. There's, there's lots of things. But an invitation, it says to you that you are wanted, that you are welcome, that you are included in what is about to happen. In the Bible, in uh, Jesus, he went to Jericho. This is in Luke 19. And there was a vertically challenged tax collector there. <laughs> he was probably my height, but anyway. Uh, but he wanted to see Jesus. He's like, you know, I want to see Jesus. But the crowd was so big, he couldn't see over them, which I also have that issue if I'm standing at the back. <laughs> so, but, so what he did, he ran ahead and he climbed up a sycamore tree. And then we go to Luke 19, verse 5 to 7. It says, when Jesus reached the spot. Now, it says when Jesus reached the spot. That means Jesus was already going to that spot because he already knew. When Jesus, he reached that spot, he looked up. Pastor Dan said, lift up your eyes. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. 
All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Oh, my goodness. Like they were. The people were like, oh, can you believe it? And that's because in Jesus' day, tax collectors, they were viewed as uh, enemies, as traitors, because they worked for the Romans. Who The Jews hated the Romans. And they, they were viewed as traitors. Here they are, like working for the Romans, like that evil, wicked people. I mean, today you might think that tax collectors are evil. They're not. not they're not today. But there in this city, everyone hated Zacchaeus. They hated him. They rejected him. But Jesus sought him out. Jesus went to the spot. Jesus reached the spot he was at and called him down and called him to come to him. You see, Jesus, he sees people that others don't see. He includes people that others exclude. He's the great inviter. He is. Even when he went after his disciples, the first two disciples he went after, they were fishermen. They were just doing their normal thing. They were fishermen. And in Matthew 4, 18 to 19, it says, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw... So again, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And then he said, like, come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. See, Jesus looks for people. He seeks people out, but he doesn't just see people as they are right now. He sees who they can be. He sees who they're called to be. He sees who they are created to be. He, he didn't just see fishermen. He saw men that would join his movement and turn the world upside down. And he called that out of them. We, we can do that. We can call the God thing, the God thing out that is in people. We can call the jack in the box out. We can call the lab coat out. Yeah, we can call the dove out, but we can call the God thing that is in people, we can call it out and help people to see that there is something that they can be, something that they can live for that is greater than anything else that they've ever imagined or thought about in their life. We can do that. See, it said, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. See, we're not just called to follow Jesus, we're called to be Fishers of men. We're called to fish for people. Not just follow, but to fish for people. Okay, I want to know, who's a good fisher person here? Oh, wow. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. I bet you you've got all the photos with the, you know, you hold the fish out. Oh, yeah, 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 like, like this. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, who's been fishing in their lifetime? Oh, that's good. Just like that, you can see that, that some people, are really great at fishing. And it's just like sharing your faith. Some people are great at fishing, but anyone can fish. Some people are great at sharing their faith, like Vayana, uh, like, oh, there's so many, like Dan, he's great at sharing his faith. Like Mesu, like some people are great at doing that, but we, whether you're great or not, we can all share our faith. We can all Fish for people. I mean, I, I've done a bit of fishing in my time. Yeah. Uh, like, I remember fishing off the rocks when, when I was a kid with my cousins. 
in uh, the Eastern Bay of Plenty. We used to fish off the rocks, and I've been out in a boat fishing with my grandfather, which was awesome. And then I, I remember being at the Mutu River, which is in the Eastern Bay of Plenty, with my dad uh, fishing for kahawai. I don't, actually, I think that it's Australian salmon, maybe. That's what it's called. Like kaha, oh, kaha means strong, and wai means water. So it's like they're in strong waters, like kahawai. And, but the amazing thing, when they're running, it sounds weird that they're running because they're actually swimming. But, but when they're running, you can actually see them in the waves. So it's so plentiful. When they are running, there's a time, there's different, different times of the year where they are running, and the wave comes up, and you just see all the kahawai, like in the water. In fact, you use, you don't, you, well, I didn't, we didn't use a rod. You just used a reel with, and you put a spinner on it. So you just spin it over your head and try not to hook anyone next to you. Because like, <laughs> there's a lot of people fishing. And then you just throw it out and then you just pull it back in. I love that kind of fishing because there was so much fish. You just, oh, I used to catch them in the eye, all sorts of things. You didn't even have to get them in the mouth. Like, you get them in the side and, like, pull them in, you know, like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like, wouldn't be real fishing for you, I know that. But, you know, but, but anyway, it was great fun for me. Like, but I found that uh, there's different equipment, techniques for different types of fish. And it's same with sharing your faith. Like, people are at different places in their journey towards God. Different places. So a few things that uh, I've learned about fishing for people is the first one is you need to go where the fish are. You might think that's easy, but for me, I actually work at church. So it's, uh, I need to, like, you know, I, I can't like, yeah, hey, do you want to come to our Christmas service? Well, you'll come in anyway. But no, I can't do that. I can't do that. So be intentional. Be intentional about where you are. So my place of fishing, I guess, is like God's placed me, just like he's placed you, in spheres of influence. Awesome. With our families, yep. with our friends, with our neighborhood, with our workmates, our business colleagues, schools, uni, friends, gym friends, sports friends, all those sorts of friends. So, yeah, the first thing is be where the fish are. Second thing is, well, you know, you need a, a rod and a line and a hook and a bait, and it doesn't matter what, so you need some sort of rod or line or... And, but you need to throw it out into the water. Because like if you're holding on to your rod on the sand or on the rocks or in the boat, but you don't put it in the water, ain't nothing going to happen. You, you have to throw the line out. So it's about, if you've, you're going to invite somebody along to Christmas next week, it's about thinking like, how am I going to throw it out? How am I going to invite them? How, what am I actually going to say? So it's about... Throwing it out, how you invite it. And then the third thing is, it needs patience. Oh, yeah, this is the part that really gets me about fishing. That's why I don't do it that often now. But, but you need to have patience. I remember when I first became a Christian, what we don't want is a dynamite fisher. Because what happens, you throw the dynamite in, the fish are like, <laughs> they are, and they all die, you know, they splatter everywhere. Well, I was a little bit excited when I first came to know God, and I thought I had to tell them everything that I'd ever known about, about everything. Oh, and do you know, and there's this Bible, and there's a guy called Luke in there, and there, there's someone else, and I think there's like an Ezekiel, and, and, and they're like baffled. Yeah, do not go dynamite fishing. You don't have to tell people everything on the first time. Be excited, Yes. Like, fortunately, because of the excitement, they just thought, there's something going on with me. So they did actually come anyway. But 
I do not, <laughs> but I don't, yeah, just be, be excited. Don't have to tell them everything because I really knew nothing anyway at that time. So, but one thing I've learned about fishing is, you know, you can throw the line out and you can, you don't really expect that fish to come up descaled and all gutted, do you? It's not. It comes up, it's got scales on it, it's got guts in it, it's got eyes and stuff. <laughs> Googly ones, you know, they, like, that's what fish do. But, but, you, you, so, but that's what happens, they come up like that. So it's the same, uh, you, you scale it and clean it after it comes out of the water. And it's the same, when we're inviting people to church, uh, we know some people that have got issues in their lives. We've probably got issues. But it doesn't mean that we wait till they've cleaned up their life before we invite them. People don't have, we want to invite people as they are. We do not prejudge them and think, oh, they would never. Oh, look at them. No, their life is like a mess. They would never. They would never. No, no, no. I'm not even going to ask them. No, we do not prejudge people. We invite them. We invite them and we let them come. And God, He transforms them. He cleans them up. Because that's what God has done and continues to do in me. I know I had major issues before I came to God and I didn't even know it. And that's just it. But he did. He cleaned me up. He, uh, you know, gutted me. All those things. It's awesome. <laughs> but that's what happens. But that's why, you know, thanks for the invite. You want to invite people. They will be so grateful when you invite people. Just that you invited them. So how do we do that? How do we, how do we uh, invite people? Well, it's really good to be excited. It works for me. But I, the thing is, I'm not putting it on. I am excited. I'm excited because I know what God has done in my life. I know what God has done in Dan and Ebony's life. I know what God has done in many people's lives, in their families, in my kids' lives. In future generations, I know. I know that. So I am excited. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Want to invite them. So, so, like, be excited. I remember when I got water baptized. Uh, this is, I probably had been following God for nine months or something. I was so excited. I was like going to soccer. I was a soccer mum. I'm like, like, everyone's playing soccer. I'm like, hey, me and the boys, we're getting like water baptized tomorrow. Like, you guys have to come. You have to, they're, they're like, what? Like, water baptized. Oh, I, again, didn't know a thing. But I was like, like water baptized. They were like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm going down in the water and I'm coming up. <laughs> I had no real explanation, but I knew that God at that time had told me, it's time, it's time. And they're like, oh, well, what is it? I said, oh, it's like a, it's like a thing that you come and, but anyway, we're getting water baptized. Like, you like come. And, that, and so they did. I had soccer I had soccer families there. I had my gym families there. Because even though I didn't know what I was talking about, there's a passion in me. And I was starting to change. I was like, sorry, like, come to my water baptism. Why wouldn't you want to? Like, it's going to be a party and we'll go out for lunch afterwards. And we did all that. And so I did. I had all these friends come to watch us get water baptised. I didn't think, oh, why would they want to come? That's so weird. Like seeing people in the water. Oh, I don't want them to see me in the water. My hair will get wet. No, 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 no. Invite people along. Be excited. 
Because everywhere you look, there are people struggling. There are people who need the power of God, the transformation of God. There are people who've got kids that have like run away from home or turned from them, you know, that, that need relationships restored. People that are hurting out there. But there are also people who, that are in debt that need to know a way to get out. I mean, Dan is right. Like Jesus is the answer to all things because he changes us first. He is. So um, who became a Christian here that was invited by a friend or family member? Just raise your hand up. Wow, the rest of you just showed up. That's amazing. <laughs> See, look at that. It must have been someone excited about their water baptism, hey? But, but they, my family... They were probably the hardest fish. Like, they were sneaky fish. I don't know what sort of fish that, you know, they're on the run. Like, I see your hook and I'm going. Like, that, 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 that was my family. My family, in fact, um, gave me a really hard time because they're like, oh, what's this thing you've started? Or, you know, this is the thing. They did. They were like, oh, what are you, what are you doing? Like, that, that sort of, they did. But I guess over the years, my family have seen what's happened in me. I've had like 30 members of my family come to church. Like I invited them. I had 27. Oh, I've had probably more than that because I had 27 of them come uh, in one time. I, it was when I was getting ordained as a pastor. See, now it's not water baptism. Like, I'm going to be a pastor. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Like, they, like come, 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 come. And I arranged it. So my family like came from New Zealand and uh, from Sydney. A lot of my family live in Sydney. They came to the Sunshine Coast for my son's 21st birthday. And so I'd planned it because I knew that the uh, ordination was on that day. So we moved his birthday a week early <laughs> because I'm intentional. I'm intentional. I'm like, I'm going to get you family. I'm going to get you. Like you're already here. So you might as well come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did. I did. I had all my family and and it just made a difference in their thinking of what church is like. Church, doesn't, church is not a boring place. Church is filled with the power of God to bring change. Or when you come to church, it's not about just coming along on a Sunday and listening. It's, it, you should be expecting for something to happen on the inside of you. You should be expecting for God to change things, change things in your mind help you with something, that you hear something and you take it away and think, yes, I'm going to put that into practice. That's what happens in church. So there's a couple of things. And the first one is, is to pray, to pray for people, to pray for opportunities. In John 17, 9, it says, my prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me because they belong to you. We pray for specific people, even for next week, there should be specific people that you're praying for. We had these prayer cards, if you were part of the church earlier, and I've got names on them that I pray for. It's usually in my Bible because I pray for them every day that they would come to know Jesus. So we pray, but we're praying for specific people for next week. We pray for that. We're praying for ourselves. I pray for boldness to share. I do. I pray boldness over myself. I pray that wherever my feet go, that the Holy Spirit is with me that he will help me to just have the right thing, whether it's praying for someone or just talking to them or just smiling at them. 
we don't have to be super spiritual when you're inviting someone. It's just like, hey, you know, be normal. It's all good. Be normal. You don't need to be, you just be yourself. That's, and I, like you, the cards that we prayed for earlier, even giving out a card. It doesn't have to be hard. Say, hey, hey, we've got this Christmas. Uh, it's got all the information here. Like, you should come. You should bring your family. Was it spiritual? No. I just, simple. Keep it simple. Does not have to, you don't have to get, you know, you might have to pray and get yourself all pumped up before you do it, but just do it. It's that simple. You do not know what is happening on the inside of a person when you invite them. Okay, so in Colossians 4, verse 5 and 6, it says, Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. And that's what I mean. Be gracious and attractive. So we're not speaking in tongues when we're inviting somebody. We're not, you know, we, 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 we're not, even our language, we're not saying things. I remember uh, my best friend who actually did invite me to church, but I remember her ringing me and saying, oh, I just got saved. And I'm like, saved from what? Like, see, people don't understand that kind of thing. Do not, yeah, keep the Christian knees, we call it. Keep, you know, just be normal. Speak normal. Normal language. Don't go over the top. It's, it's all good. It's all good. We're just inviting somebody. Let the person who's up here do all the talking. That's all. <laughs> so I, I was praying a couple of weeks ago for my hairdresser. I thought, I'm going to invite her. You know who I am. And I'm thinking, like, God, tell me, like, what's the right thing to say? And I thought, oh, I'm just going to say, because she's got a little girl, and I'm just going to say, oh, your family are going to love it. I mean, I still said, you know, there's going to be uh, Christmas carols. There's going to be a message about Jesus. And I said, but there's, like, face painting. And, like, and she's like, oh, my. So I'm inviting her. Like, I, I'm inviting her. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm coming. She's, she go, and, and I'd forgotten to take my card. Fail right there. <laughs> However, because it's online, I sent her the link online. And then while I'm doing this, the person who is in the chair next to me turns around and says, is anyone allowed to go? And I'm like, sure, I'll invite, this is a personal invite for you. And so we sent, so she goes, you send it to me, I'll send it to her. And she goes, hey, I might talk to it in the head. Like other people, can anyone come? I'm like, yeah, anyone can come. So this is what happens. You don't know what you're doing when you're inviting somebody. So, so that's it. So first thing is to pray. Just pray, because whenever you tell people about Jesus, it has an effect, whether you know it or not, because the gospel has power, the power of God on it. You might not see it from the outside, but you do not know what it's doing to someone on the inside. So that's first thing, pray. Second thing is be intentional. Be friendly. Be friendly. This is a friendly place. You guys are friendly. Like it might be barbecues or, or you know, you just chat to your neighbours. My one of my neighbours, uh, my Christian neighbours actually. But this is I became a Christian and then Christians moved in. I thought, oh now, like there's this thing going on. She started a street Christmas party in our street, so we would get together and pray for our street. Almost every house in our street, like so a short street, there's like twelve houses. Almost every one of them had been to church. So that's what happens when you pray and when you're intentional. A friend, uh, well, she wasn't a friend. I'd met her. We, I used to go on a social walk because I was placing myself where the fish are. 
So like social walk every second weekend, all different people. It was on um, meetup. It was on meetup. You go along for a walk and all different people every time. And I met this lady. I was just talking to her. And for some reason, something came up about healing. And so I shared a healing testimony with her. And, she's, and then all of a sudden, I find out that she used to go to church years ago, but got hurt at church and walked away. But I, I just felt, and then I just felt, whoa, she's met. So I invited her. I thought, oh, you know, I, like, well, I think it's time you should come back to church. Because like, so we just started talking and then she goes, I think I will. So again, didn't have the invite, but that's why we've got the internet and our phones, right? So I sent it to her and then I went from there, the walk, and I went to uh, Kiwana Shopping Centre and I'm just walking out of Big W, there she is. Now, I've never seen this woman in my life before and now I've seen her twice. So I just walk straight up to her and I go, you know this is God. And then I went, I went, see you tomorrow. And I just and I went and she came and she's still in our church now. She's one of our coaches actually. Her name is Lisa. So yeah. So she's one of our coaches. Like she's she's been coming to our church from that day. But that is God. Like God draws people unto himself. So don't think it's all about you. It's all about you and the Holy Spirit. Like like and when you invite someone. So just be intentional. Uh so sharing testimony is a great way to do that, about what's happened in your life, about what's happened in someone else's life, about it could be healing, it could be uh, how, like, I, I mean, I've got many, many, many things that have happened. Like, I was in massive debt when I became a Christian, and now I'm not. Yeah! But there's things like that. So it's like, what happened before? What happened? Like, God really spoke to me. You gave me a scripture to owe no man anything except to love one another. And so I would say that, and in my mind, it stopped me. It just, it, ta- it made me uh, not spend more than I earn, which was a good tip right there. Oh, he's, he's a wise person. But, but, but do you see, there's a transformation, in the, and then boom. I mean, I paid my house off in four years. So it's just, it's just this is what happened. See, that's a, that's a testimony. Or healings. Like two weeks ago, we had a lady, she had pain in her back. For 15 years, she'd had pain in her back. She'd get up in the morning, and uh, for the first three to four hours, it just took, it was stiff, and it would take her a while just to warm up, warm up, warm up. And her pain level was a nine out of a 10 every morning. She came to church and responded to prayer for healing, and she didn't feel anything when it happened. But on the, the next day, she woke up, and it was the first time she'd slept through the night without the pain waking her up. And she's like, what? She got out of bed, zero pain. That is the power of God. Do you see right there? We share the great things that God has done because God can use your story. He can use your upbringing. He can use your ethnicity. He can use your past. He uses what has happened in your life and others to speak to someone else. See, no one is too far from God and no one is too hard. God. So just keep that out of your mind. 